It's the world's famous, yeah, I said it in my Mr. Magic's voice. It's the world famous swag in the morning. And listen, swag means what, lady? Say with amazing grace. And morning do not mean daytime. Uh-huh. New hope and new beginning. And this is what we support. This is what we promote. New hope and new beginning. It's all about the faith, family. It's all about fun, celebrity interviews. I mean, we the world famous. How you doing, lady? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fabulous. I'm doing great. Um, so, the new president is in effect. In effect. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to hit my buttons. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah. New president is in effect. It's the buttons. It's, it's the, the buttons. Effect. It's the buttons. So Biden had a um, town hall meeting on CNN the other night. Uh-huh. A little bit, you know, making claims. The vaccination will roll out okay. um, by the summer. Okay. One of the things I like, lady, because you know me and my pop, me and my father-in-law, is a CNN political, we are like junkies. Me and my father-in-law. So you, you go ahead and you admit that now, right? Only I can say that with his name attached to it. Mm, okay. Because my father-in-law would defend me. All right? Yeah, and you a hater. And um, <laughs> listen, me and my father-in-law, like, if we can talk about stuff that we agree on, it's, it's news and politics. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Dallas and the Giants, no. When it comes to the Knicks, me and him can talk. <laughs> so we got that in common. <laughs> and one of the things I love about Biden uh-huh. is that Biden is very... He empathizes and he he's very nice to people. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And it just feels so good to just be in peace and no defensive, no arrogance. Like I am, I feel like a relief, man. I think I think the whole country feels like that. I feel they, oh, what everybody a relief feels it is. Relief. We don't know what's gonna happen and what things are gonna look like, but there is some kind of you know relief. Yeah, I tell you right now. Uh, it's still a lot of work. Yeah. There's a lot of work that absolutely. needs to be done. And there's a lot of work with this politics. It needs to needs to be done. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I'm working like a, you know, my day job. Mm-hmm. It's off the chain with cars because San Antonio, Texas is experiencing cold weather, power outage. Right, right. So I'm going to say this, man, my prayers our prayers go out Absolutely. to the people in Texas. Absolutely. Um, and I really do believe that things will happen mm-hmm. for the good. It'll get better for them. Yeah. Um, also, um, what's going down, lady? I, I'm trying to do, this is this is where I gotta, I have to, and we have to, mm-hmm. get our goddaughters, get our, you know, because they're some nosy little kids. Right? <laughs> I know they grown in the 30s and stuff, but they nosy. Like, so I gotta really follow them to find out <laughs> What the deal? Lovely letter, LQ and them. Like they, they, and Joe, they, they really knows. But you know what? They, they, <laughs> I love them though. They kicked me off the swag. They kicked me off the wide dag and the swag. I wide dag and the swag. I don't even know what the name of it because it's <laughs> over. You call my kids nosy. You know, yeah, they are nosy. You know They're you nosy. About, you know you about to get yeah, it. Yeah, they anyway, listen, Lovely this letter. is how it's going to go. But, but listen, so everybody will, you know, they'll get a chance to meet them because we're going to bring them on. That's going to be epic. I'm going to enjoy myself. Yeah, because Especially they're all going to favor you. 
They what? kicked me off the Wadag swag. I created the show, and then they kicked me off. They said, yo, Uncle P <laughs> and, and Dad, you can't come all the way up to hit Jersey, so you're off the show. Well, uh, but Joe was holding it down, though. He, he did a good so, job. I he mean, everybody job. held their part, so you, you got to just give it up. So you want to bring back the what? No, you know, we ain't bringing back nothing, right? It's already in existence. It's, they it's already in existence. Are part of we, we just going to bring them on <laughs> so that we can all kind of reunite and everybody can kind of, you know, you know, see what it was like. So, Listen, yeah, I'm excited. You excited? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like your shirt. I, I, don't you like my shirt? Habits 365. Habits 365. I mean, yes. here's the thing, lady. People reach out, mm-hmm. and I guess they see the the movement. Like, let me just give this, and I'm just gonna take my glasses off and look right into the 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 lens here. Is that we like to thank everybody who actually made the swag in the morning the fastest growing podcast on Apple, on YouTube, and all social media outlets. Um, And this is true facts. This is true data. So we thank the people for showing love. And even on the sports, talking sports and entertainment Mm -hmm. with Allies Cole, myself, and Lady D, that show is growing. So we thank you. But people with brands and clothing lines, they come out of the woodwork and they say, hey, can you be an ambassador? We want to put you in a senior ba- ambassador. You and your wife, here's, here's a $50, no, 40% discount, buy a shirt, wear it, and then you're going to get this. And what we are really into doing is pushing businesses. Right, right. Pushing businesses that's out there. Mm-hmm. What do you know about Habits? Lady? Well, Habits is, um, they're located in New York. Yeah, New York-based company. They're, what I love about them is that they're, you know, you see Habits, you have it, see Habits 365, and that has a meaning. So, you know what, the name of your company and, and all of that really, really matters. What you see here at Habits 365, yeah. that's because they encourage positive habits 365 days of yeah. the year. So I when when I heard about that I loved it and I said that yeah, hey we could we can do that because we want to be positive yes. every day you every know day. It, it's, it's not always positive things going on in your life every day but if we think positive we'll be all right so with habits three sixty five. See it on your shirt. I mean, I'm just saying. You go on. New York City on your shirt, close to home, cross the bridge, pay your toe, you're there. (laughs) Hey, look. So it looks good. I love it. I love it. I love my shirt. I love it, man. I see you got people like Jamie Foxx. You got a lot of people. Yeah. Um, that's on the level is endorsing and pushing it, man. I am for it. Me and Lady D said yes. Um, We got our own product coming out soon, but we love to still push other people into their purpose. So look. I'm going to go right here. I'm going to take a little break. And then when I come back, I'm going to play a clip of the movie that I guess is a supervising. Yes. Associate producer. I, I don't look. I don't know. But I, I, I had the pleasure to sit and break bread with this guy. He keeps his hands in everything there you go that that's the people you want in your rolodex though and that's how we <laughs> yes positive things positive hey, there you go this your boys big cab owner of tnk style grill home of the original waffle burger and stuffed wings and we're listening to swag in the morning it's the world's famous yeah i said it in my mr magic's voice but i'm not gonna lie my sponsor just got me hungry J&K Style Grill. Just got me hungry. I'm starving. Home of the original Waffle Burger, stuffed wings, and J&K Steak Egg Rolls. I'm hungry. 
I want you to visit them at 6557 College Park Square in Virginia Beach, Virginia. You can call them now, 757-965-4783. You can visit them online at jandkstylegrill.com and tell them you heard about it on the swag. Black Mercedes, two guys. Roger that. I'm big enough to be the last one, though. Or after this, go legit. Nigga, that's what we're here for. Get the fucking money and leave the dope, baby. Hey, take money! Somebody's hit me. Let's go, let's go! Go! Hey, we can't lose the draw! Hey, I got the paper, let's go! Hey! Hey! Come on, come on, get up! Get up! No, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on! Go! 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 If you're gonna be the father of our child, you have to get out of this street life or whatever it is that you're involved in. You have to. Grab all the dope. Stash it before the uniforms come in. Use every source we have to find out who took our fucking money. Lady D, Lady D, who do we have? The stage is yours. Wow. The stage, you're blown away by that, are you? I, you know what? I wanted to see more. Y'all cut it off now. I'm that's the pro- that's the that's the that's the thing. Hey, I know. That, that's the point. Well, we want people to go and go on BT Plus, download the app. There you go. And you're getting ready to witness a good film. Lady, who we rocking with you? All right. So for more, for more than 18 years, Lynn has been a writer, producer, executive, and collegiate ed- college ed- educator in film and television industry. I don't know why I just got caught up in that one right there, but that's okay. Lynn started out as an intern for Spike Lee's 40 Acres and a Mule, and since then worked for networks such as MTV, A&E, HBO, and more. He has a bachelor's degree in English media from High Point University. University, a MBA with a concentration in marketing from University of Phoenix, eight years in the Army National Guard. Mr. Gibson is a highly sought-after speaker and instructor for independent filmmakers around the world, teaching all aspects of development from screenwriting through finance production and distribution process. In 2006, he founded, oversees, and executes the artistic vision of the Peachtree Village International Film Festival launched from the African American Cinema Gallery and Hispanic Cinema Museum. 2019, he partnered with producer and post-production guru Wayne Overstreet to launch G.O. Go Media Productions. Together, they produced feature films, Hell on the Border, My Brother's Keeper, Mm -hmm. Followed, with more and various stages of production. Everyone, welcome Mr. Lynn Gibson to the stage. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I finally 
got hold of my brother because when I text him, he don't answer. But I got him right here on live on screen. I'm smiling. Yeah. I'm smiling. What's up, family? What's I know up? what's good, hey. my brother. How you doing, man? I am so proud of you. I follow. I follow. I follow, and you just bring smiles on my face yeah because the last time we saw we seen you you were in the front row of the play you supported the play you pushed the play when we brought it to atlanta man i am so grateful man to really have you here on the stage is yours swagging them on in the stage is yours so how you been holding out since this pandemic um len you know i've been blessed man i've been blessed i've been really really good you know business have been great Things have been really good, you know, no, no complaints. Um, everything has been uh, really good, man, for business and personal, in my personal life as well. So I've been happy, man. No, no complaints. No complaints. Now, let me ask you something. You a dad, you love your daughters. I, I, I watch you, right? So I, I'm just going to bring it up. How in the world can you juggle that? Because you seem like you guys be having crazy fun. And then next <laughs> post or next some, next thing I see of you, you were with the camera, behind the camera, and in front of something, at a meeting, at a, like, how do you manage to balance, man? How do, you know, how, it's, man? Uh, it, it's really just, it, it's what you said. It's balance, right? It's just learning how to balance it, how to be a dad and and how to, you know, really, really enjoy I enjoy what I do. And the, the good thing about it is, you know, my kids, you know, eat from the age of two, they've been around, you know, the business, the industry in terms of what I do. I mean, when I teach summer camps in the summer, they join the camps, you know, at the film festival, they're often, you know, handing out flyers and doing stuff there. You know, when I'm on set, you know, they've even visited me on set before. So for me, man, it's just really just, getting them involved in what I do and every moment of, you know, pleasure I have or any free time I have, I try to, you know, enjoy it with the kids, man. You know, time go by, goes by too fast. They grow up really, really quick, you know? Right. Right. Wow. So wait a minute, you, you talking, I, I'm going to go on with the, in the vein of the kids. So you as a filmmaker, um, before we get into all of the, the filmmaking stuff now as a dad, I know, as, you know, as parents, we always want our children to follow in our footsteps. And I hear that your children are involved, very much involved in what you do and they come out and visit. Is that something that you want them to take up? Or are you willing to just say whatever you desire to do in life, as long as you're productive, I'm okay with it? It's definitely whatever they desire, right? Um, okay. I'm, I'm definitely an advocate for, you know, follow your passion, follow your dream, whatever that may be. Um, because, you know, my parents allowed me, you know, to, to follow my dream. You know, I, I was that, I was that guy that had, you know, I was blessed to have two or three job offers, you know, in college, like when I graduated and I left all two of those, all three of those job offers and flew to New York and said, you know, I'm going to work for $50 a week, you know, wow. doing an internship at uh, 40 acres on a mule. So, you know. I instill the same thing with my daughters, you know, follow your dream and your passion, you know, because you're going to be happier doing that than anything else. Now, if they want to join the family business, <laughs> that would be extremely happy, but That's it's all good. Though. They could be a you know, doctor, lawyer, whatever, you know, whatever <laughs> they want to do. Let me ask you, do you ever catch them in front of their phones or in, a, on, in you know, doing the camera stuff on their phones? 
Like, do you ever bump into them and see them like acting like you sometimes, like filming each other? <laughs> you know, um, on their phones, yes, they're on their phones like twenty four seven. Um, they they love media, right? They they love television, just like dad. They they're always playing on the phone. I'm not a in front of the camera guy, right? I mean, I wanted to be a sports, you know, caster early on, you know, in my career, but I got away from that. But they like to play in front of the camera. You know, they're always doing these little videos. We don't allow them to have social media right now or a YouTube account or anything like that. But they said that they're making videos. So when we do give them the ability to, to open an account, they're going to put it on there. So they probably already have 200 videos. You know what I'm saying? They probably got 200,000 followers just waiting for it to happen. Oh, they waiting. They waiting. Man. Money, trust me. (laughs) I asked because I have a little one, right? And Deborah calls her PJ, Prince Jr. And I I watch her, man, and I see she does the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, always trying to create a video. Always, she created a, a YouTube channel and stuff like that. So, our children are watching us. You know, they're watching what we do. And um, it's important to really keep them around mm-hmm. that positive energy. And because I'm pretty sure before you know it, your oldest is going to probably, or if not now, probably wrote a story already. You got <laughs> something already in the, pro- in the oven, man, because these children are really watching us. Um, so I love the, the, the balance that you bring, man. I, I see it. I watch it. I'm in, I'm inspired by it actually, Lynn, because I've I've seen so I see you as you embrace and do things with your daughters, and I'm sitting there saying, man, you know, Lady D and I we do the same thing with our kids, man, and and they're watching us and they're growing from us. Um, Lady, you have a question for Mr. Lynn because what I'm gonna do is, um, I'm gonna take a little break. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, it's look like you got a question. Hey, Lady, <laughs> no, no, you know what, man? I'm gonna just put it on blast right now. While I got Lynn, somebody here on my go. side. Here we go. Here we go. I got finally somebody, a guest that's on my side. We had Tamika Winborn. She was on your side. Okay. Lynn, if Lynn flip flop, really? it's gonna be a problem. Lady, I think you're hating on me today. Well, and the reason why I'm just gonna say you hating on me today. Uh huh. Because you looked at me like want me to say something about your glasses. This woman have a glasses for every episode. Oh now I'm trying God. to figure out how in the world this is happening. So let me just say this because I know she's like, you ain't saying nothing about oh my glasses. Oh my God, really? Because if you keep kicking me, kicking me. <laughs> so your glasses looks nice, nicely. Thank you, but that's, <laughs> okay. that's not what happened. But anyway, I have a question for you. Go ahead. You can, yeah, this is your show. You know, the stage is yours. your show. Anyway, so we were talking about, you know, you talk about dreams and and I I think from the conversation that we were having that you are now following your dream, right? So how, at at what point did you realize, at what point um, in your life did you realize that this was your dream and this is what you really wanted to do? Well, I think it was different phases of it, right? I mean, I knew that I wanted to be in media from my freshman year of high school. Now, I didn't know exactly, you know, what part of the media business I wanted to be in. Like I said, I started off as a journalist. So in high school, I was writing for the paper and I became the editor of the newspaper in high school. Mm -hmm. And I received the journalism scholarship and I went to undergrad at High Point University. So at High Point, I tried out everything in media. When I got into video production, that's when I said, you know what? 
this is really what I want to do. I don't, I thought I wanted to be Stuart Scott, right? Mm-hmm. And I was actually trained by a guy by the name of Richard Brenner, mm-hmm. God rest his soul, who actually trained Stuart Scott. And, you know, I thought that was the path that I wanted to go down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really enjoyed being behind the camera, producing, organizing, putting everything together. And that's what led me, you know, into film and television production. Um, and that that one that one job that that really, you know, took it to the next level. I um, I spent the weekend working with MTV. Um, it was uh, the one I want to be a VJ, you know, the television series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Z actually was releasing the, the hit song "Big Pimpin'," right, live on MTV, and I and I worked that show. And when I did that, I said, you know what, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to I want to be in film and television production, and I never looked back since then. And that wow. was in uh, two thousand, so twenty one years ago. Wow! Wow! All right, pump your big brakes. I know you got a lot, because I got I'm, some questions. I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to say No, 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 not you pump your brake. brakes. Oh, you I'm, telling Mr. Get, I'm telling Mr. Oh, Gip, I'm telling Gip, pump. <laughs> pause for a second. We got to pay. We, you know, we people sit, you know, you're an, you're a producer. You understand when it has to happen. Yeah, you got to pay the bills. You got to pay the bills. Yeah. This portion of the swag in the morning is powered by Salon Love of Hollywood Hairstyles, where clients are like family. How do I know? Because I am a client. Located at 1018 Clarence Street in Norfolk, Virginia. Hours are Tuesday through Saturday. Owner Tanil Daniels, also known as the Weaveologist, have also stylists that specialize in all styles. Call today, 757-236-4610. That is 757-236-4610. Tell them the swag sent you. Your hair was looking nice there. Now you got a new hairstyle. Are you switching up soon? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why you just <laughs> you just so random with stuff? But anyway, well, thank you. Like my hairstyle, you said that's the, you know the hairstyle there. Yeah, took yeah, it out yeah, in two yeah. weeks. No, I didn't Paid take it. I didn't two, take $300 it out. Three hundred dollars for that, man. <laughs> I didn't take it out. I just you know put it up in a different style. I'm getting ready to get it done again. So I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, well, let's get past that subject. And, uh, my question is, yeah. for the viewers that do not do not know you, right? Or I'm I've been pushing it and saying a lot of this, a lot of great things about you. Can you tell the people the foundation of Peachtree Village International Film Festival? The 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 acronyms when you see these guys, it's P V I F F. What is that all about? Like, how did that come about, man? Because I love the concept. I follow, I see the days and the events and the things that comes um, from it. So can you speak a little bit more about it? Sure. So for those of you that may or may not be familiar with PVIFF, the Peachtree Village International Film Festival, we actually started as the Sweet Arvin International Film Festival. We started on Arbid Avenue with the Sweet Arvin Spring Fest, the historic Sweet, Ar- Sweet Arvin Spring Fest, which is really, goodness, they, they have to be about 40 years old now, maybe a little older. But 
when we started with Sweet Arvin back in 2006, the, the whole idea in the very beginning was to give independent filmmakers an opportunity to have their work seen and to give them an opportunity to compete with the big boys. And the way that we wanted to do that is really connect the dots from the independent film community to mainstream Hollywood. And our whole plan at that time was really to start by showing filmmakers another way to, to do it. Um, because what, what happens is a lot of times we see and, and not knocking any other film festival or conference or anything, but I think we as humans, when we get around a lot of other individuals, our age in the same industry or whatever, we tend to want to party, right? And, and, and have fun and do all those things. There's nothing wrong with that, but we forget that the reason we're there is to network, right? And to take our careers to the next level when you're at a festival or a conference. And our thing was is to make it easier for filmmakers to navigate and feel more comfortable with talking to that major exec from a Sony or, or from Fox or wherever to be able to hand their film to or to hand their resume to to take their career to the next level. Mm -hmm. And not only that, the festival was actually created off of the backs of my traveling museums that I curated the African-American Cinema Gallery and the Hispanic Cinema Museum. Now with that, it was all about education. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and my belief is, you know, you don't, you can't go somewhere if you don't know where you came from, right? right? right. So the whole thing was to learn the history of these filmmakers that, that laid the, the, the groundwork, that, that laid, that opened up the pathway for us. Mm -hmm. You know, people like Oscar Michelle, Garden Parks and so on and so forth that, created films with with less opportunity than we have right? right and our whole thing was to be able to showcase all of that you know within a film festival and give these filmmakers an opportunity to take their careers to the next level we've been doing it for 16 years now and you know we're excited i mean to to come back every year and offer these things to to filmmakers around the world um, and that's where the village piece came. You know, when we rebranded the festival in 2009, we said, this is a family. It's like we, we treat the festival like a family reunion, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of filmmakers come back every year for the past 10, 12, 15 years. A lot of enthusiasts come back. It's like a family reunion. And it takes a village. We want everybody to help each other take each other to the next level. So that's what it's all about. Wow. Wow. So starting at the, you know, starting, you know, for the filmmakers that's that's on the ground and just just getting started, is this something that they can be a part of as well? And if so, how how do they get to how do they get to that to that point? Well, absolutely. I mean, for one, uh, we review all types of films. If you have a film, a music video, or a short film, feature, documentary even a screenplay, if you're a writer, you can submit it to the festival because it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's a competition. Okay. So we don't necessarily just look for the, the Morris Scorsese's or the Steven Spielberg's or even the Spike Lee's of the world. We, we look for those individuals that could get there, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning that you started somewhere and you're trying to take your career to that level. Right. So 
regardless if you feel adequate enough or or what have you, we will still review your project. And we, if we see that, you know, we believe that you have the talent, you know, or even the ability with just a little fine tuning to get there, we want to help you. Um, and we will put you in a competition with an opportunity to win. And not only that, um, we offer internship programs. We offer programs uh, where we're giving, you know, young filmmakers or older filmmakers an opportunity to come on board and learn. And then obviously, you know, just anyone that's interested in film, television, uh, writing, et cetera, can just come be a fly on the wall and enjoy the panels and workshops and great films and all that stuff, you know. We try to do it all, give everybody an opportunity for sure. Wow. I'm going. You're going? Yeah, when everything Come on, we want to see you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> I want to know. Hey, Lynn. The movie uh-huh. Prodigal was that birth from PVI, from the from the festival. Well, yes and no. What and what I and I'm answering it that way is a lot of the individuals that worked on Prodigal assisted us in some way, shape, or form with the festival, and that's how we hire and work with a lot of the individuals in the films and and projects that we produce and work on. I mean, again, we consider the festival as a family, so. I mean, what better way to, you know, to crew your your film by starting with your family, and that's the festival. So um, our sound our sound team, you know, came through the festival. A couple of our producers were with the festival, so on and so forth. And I can go down the list. And definitely, um, some of the actors, you know, were at the festival or even participated in in different things at the festival over the years. And and we hired them. Wow. Oh man! So, ladies, you can pitch. You can, you know. I I know I know. Dee Dee goes to the ATL, like something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I have some stuff I'm, I'm work. I have some stuff I'm working on. I'm I'm just you know I got to get my nerves up. So I'm, I'm you know if I know that I'm getting ready to pitch it to you, I'm getting ready to you know tighten it up a little bit. So. <laughs> Nah, come on, we're not gonna be too tough, you know. Let's so, pause for one more. I look, she, she. Anyway, I'm not gonna say speak. She, I don't think she like to really talk about this character she does, Lynn. But if you seen it, you a bug out. You'd be like, yo, she should put that out. It's crazy. We gotta go pay some bills. Did you want to pay some bills? She never said that. This portion of the swag in the morning, the stage is yours. It's powered by Goldie. My God, finally, that ugh taste of the apple cider vinegar, it is gone. And Goldie gummies, they have the solution. The same daily vitamins, gluten-free, gelatin-free. I'm telling you, this product is off the chain. It works. Go right now to Goalie.com. That's G-O-L-I.com. And use the Swag in the Morning promo code. You're going to get a nice discount because they're going to know we sent you. I am actually, this is a good product, right? It's time for me to get it in. All right, all right. You missed it. You missed it. Yeah, I did. I suppose it did the actual live dry commercial. Oh, I did it. Yeah, you know, so slow. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm slow. <laughs> <laughs> you you slow. Listen, before we go into more questions, I do want to shout. You know, we like to give our our viewers a shout out. And you know, those who are hanging out with us, um, we thank those who are listening to the audio. We thank y'all for hanging out as, with us as well. So I want to shout out Miss Dolores here. I have Lashawn. I have Sharon, Delphine, Trené. I thank y'all for hanging with us. Just two crazy people just trying to do the doggone thing. So thank y'all so much. Who yeah, and um, I have a few people. Obviously, obviously, if I can't even get it out there, you stole a few of my people over there. But I got Jay Spellbound out there hanging out with his family out in the FL or the FL or, or Mexico. Let me just not give you his direct where he's at. Jay Spell from the Spellbound the podcast, Al Ice Cold, our partner with the Talking uh-huh. Sports entertainment. I got a cousin, little papa, my dude, my family yeah. up here chilling out, and a few other hidden people that just new want to jump in and ask Mister uh, Lynn some questions, but they hiding behind their media. Um, but I want to shout everybody out, um, and again, especially for those, our prayers go out to those in San Antonio and mm-hmm. the Texas area that yeah. is without power. Right. Um, right. I'm telling you, man, it is, it is, it is really. A sad moment, man, when you got to pray for the average, everyday person. Yeah, I'm listening yeah. to people, Lynn, that they're warming up in their cars yeah. with family members and the kids. And we just send our prayers out Definitely to everyone praying. out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lynn, let me ask you. You work with some names. Names. I know. I know them. But I want you to tell our audience some of the names that you work with, some of the people that you had the pleasure to work with um, in this film business. Um, I know you mentioned that you worked with Spike Lee. So how was that experience working with Spike um, Lee, man? It was it was great. I mean, you know, it's interesting. Um, my time with Spike was was really more about the boardroom than on set. Um, during that time, he really wasn't shooting anything, but he was prepping uh, to get projects, you know, greenlit. And and what's interesting is. That's my passion more than anything, the packaging aspect of, of getting films ready and the distribution aspect. So the beginning and the end are, you know, my favorite components of filmmaking. Now, the, during that time when I was working with Spike, he was in the process of packaging um, the, uh, the film um, Rent, right? And he actually didn't even shoot Rent, right? He didn't produce, he didn't direct it. Um, someone else did, but he started down that path. The same thing with the Joe Lewis story. He didn't do that project, but I was able to, to see all of those projects, uh, you know, the, the schematics, the finance plan, you know, trying to figure out, you know, who to cast, how to cast them, uh, what studio to deal with, so on and so forth. So those are the things that I learned early on. And I also, had an opportunity to uh, to see one of the first drafts of the um, of, of a couple of the movies that he ended up producing, you know, later. So it, it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. Learned a lot. Inside Man was definitely, you know, one of the first ones that I saw one of the original drafts of the screenplay. Wow. Okay. So so listen, now they want to ask the questions now. See, this is why this is why I did what I just did, ask you. Because sometimes, man, because I know your heart, Lynn, so I already know, and Lady D, we already know your heart. You supported our our the musical My Life Matters when without even seeing it. So I understand 
your heart. So Allies Cove, former IBF uh, (laughs) cruiserweight champion, is our partner. Um, He said he wanted to know how he can audition. Now, Al wants to get into acting, and I told him that he he has. He was in the movie Ali and everything like that. So do do actors ever... That do the upcoming actors do they reach out to you? Um, what what advice would you give them if they want to try to audition or try to get into a film of the major players that you're connected to? How, what would you recommend? You know, it's it's all about persistence, right? So, you know, how are you in preparation? Like, are you prepared? Do you have the right you know information? Do you have the the a professional headshot? Do you do you have the comp card? Do you have that you know, readily available? Do you have a real acting reel? If you have those things, I mean, you want to do what all the professionals do. You want to subscribe to like backstage. You want to, you know, check your local film commission's website, you know, to see like what roles are being, you know, offered um, or what projects are, are being filmed, you know, in your city. But not only your city, if you don't mind traveling, you look everywhere. You know what I mean? You may say, okay, I want to look in Atlanta. I want to look in L.A. I want to look in New York, North Carolina, like all these places, Louisiana, New Mexico, all these places that are that are filming on a consistent basis and shoot your shot. You know, the emails are always there for the cast and directors. Send your resume. Send your information. And, I mean, and if you want to really be persistent, you know, um, go on social media, you know what I mean? Go on, go on IG, use LinkedIn, you know, introduce yourself to people, especially casting directors and say, hey, listen, you know, I read the synopsis of this film. I know I'm perfect for that role. Please take a look at my reel. Please take a look at my resume and do it over and over and over again. Be persistent. You know what I mean? You get a shot. I promise. And for those don't those who do not know what he means when he say real, he's not talking about a TikTok. <laughs> he's not talking about a Facebook live. Darn it! I was getting ready to go do TikTok. So Lady D, aka Diddy, knows more. Do not send a TikTok video or a reel from Instagram. Do not send that in. Uh, I'm gonna shoot Lynn, my shot. Don't you worry. Alex Cole said, "I want an audition from some of Lynn's movie." So Al, do not get your technology together, <laughs> my beloved, <laughs> and um, be persistent. I like that. I like that word. Yeah. Persistent. You got to push and push and yeah. push. Because I'm not gonna lie, I went. I took acting classes in New Jersey, right? Um, I went to different coaches. Black coach, man, black, female, white. You know, I had to mix it up, right? Because I wanted to learn the technique of different actors. And some of my Caucasian acting coaches, man and woman, used to say it's all about your face. It's all about acting with your face. Go to the the black coaches, African-American coaches, they saying you got to enunciate, you got you to be tall, you got to, you know, so a lot of the stereotype things that is placed on us it's a little different with that. I see bigger movies like Sylvester Stallone, one of my mentors. Well, the people I, in, I love him because he don't even, his, his grammar, his dialogue is not even strong, but he do, does the acting, the action films and they blow up, man. And, and I understand that we are faced with a lot of obstacles. So the concept, the series that we are talking about now is called filming mm-hmm. while being black. 
do you feel that we have a different hurdle to jump over to get our films out to the mass? What challenges do we have? Absolutely, without a doubt. I mean, anything that we do, (laughs) you know, um, it's always harder for us. Mm -hmm. But it's okay. You know what I mean? It's okay because that's why we're so great at what we do. Um, it's, it's okay to have challenges. It's okay to, to have more obstacles because all it, do, all it does is uh, sharpen our skills. Now, you know, in this business, I'll tell you this, it's like we, we're met with several obstacles. The first one is finances. I mean, let's be frank, you know, um, regardless of what part of the industry you're trying to go into, you got to have resources. Rather, it's the resource to to buy even a phone with a camera, mm-hmm. or if it's the resource to take acting classes if you're an actor, directing classes if you're a director, all of those things. But even though we have those challenges, you know, people like I mentioned earlier, you know, go back in history. Oscar Micheaux in 1918 didn't have a state art library. He had more, you know, blockage, more challenges than we could ever imagine today. Mm-hmm. But he still made many films and he became very successful. Right. So, yes, we have the obstacles. It is very, very challenging for African-Americans. But, you know, we just got to dig our heels in and, and get through it and get around it. But, you know, it's just one of those things, man. We, we got we to gotta find a way to, to get through it. Wow. Prodigal, yeah. Prodigal. How did how did this movie fall in your lap? How did that come about? I watched it two times on BET Plus. Guys, um, you gotta go check so this movie out. With uh, with Prodigal, um, a friend of mine by the name of Rufus Morris, he approached me about it. He said, "Lynn, I, I really want you to produce this film with me. Um, can you help me turn this film?" I mean, make this from reality. When he told me the budget, I was like, no way, you're kidding, right? <laughs> but we really, you know, spent the time and we went through it and and decided that, you know, hey, you know what? Um, this is something that that I like. I think that we can make happen if we keep everything tight and we bring the right team, you know, to the forefront. And, and hire the right crew, we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. So um, spent some pre-production time, some development time with Rufus and the team. We were able to pull it together and, and make it happen. Um, it took a little while, but, you know, we, we did our thing. We shot the film in nine days. Wow. Nine days? Wow. Nine days, yep. A good wow. movie. That's a lot you guys of work, have to go it? and support it. <laughs> So was that the shortest or the longest? Because I, 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 I know it's... In terms of what? <laughs> Doing a film in nine days, man. I can't say it's the shortest, uh, okay. but it's definitely not the longest. Definitely not. <laughs> it's definitely not the longest. Uh, I mean, I know people that's done films in seven days, but one of the challenges with this film, what made it really, really challenging to do in nine days is the fact that we have we have several locations. Okay, I saw that. A lot of locations. And anyone that understands, you know, film production, 
it you know it could take two hours to to set a scene and anyone that's ever lived in atlanta understand that you can be 10 minutes away from a location it might take you 45 minutes to get there yes traffic so if you coupled the setup time with traffic you know you that's almost three hours Mm -hmm. so imagine you know, multiple scenes and all of that time. It was, it was very, very challenging, but we had a lot of fun and we made it happen. That's what's up. So, you know, we, we talk about filming while being black. Um, we're not only talking, we're talking about, you know, like different aspects of filming while being black. So I know that from speaking to, you know, other guests that there are some guidelines, you know, in the industry that you have to follow. There are certain things that have to be done a certain way. And, you know, there are standards that have to be met or standards that have to be kept. Is there any time that you have went against the norm to get what you had to get done? Absolutely. I think we 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 go against the, the norm, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's always been that way, I think, um, because it's it's harder for us, you know, as African Americans in general. Um, you know, if you think about some of the and I and I always go back in history. I mean, uh, you, you think about Robert Townsend, you know, in terms of you know what he did with Hollywood Shuffle. You know, he didn't have the capital to hire um, a lot of the crew. And he didn't have the money for the permits, you know, to pay for, you know, all the locations. So what did he do? He got a bunch of college students, right? And he gave them an opportunity as interns where, you know, he didn't have to pay them, but he gave them an opportunity to work on a project. So therefore, he didn't have to have certain things to have the interns be a part of what he was doing. And because they were in school, he got away with a lot of things, you know, in terms of permits and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. we're, we're always, you know, getting <laughs> very creative, uh, doing things, you know, to make it happen. We're always right. cutting corners, you know, um, and we, we have to be creative. I mean, you have so many challenges against us. I'm not going to say the film, but, you know, it's a film that, that shot recently that was met with, a few major challenges, you know, with one of the unions. Um, they didn't have the money. The budget wasn't big enough mm-hmm. to pay all the union fees, you know, to be able to make it happen. So they had to cut some corners, you know, in order to to take to satisfy the union, but to also uh, keep the project intact, you know, to get across the finish line. So I'll tell everybody, I mean, it's always a way. You know, where there's a will, there's a way. You can figure it out. You just got to get creative. And, uh, you know, don't, you know, you you don't necessarily, don't break the rules, but you can't bend them. You know, you can bend the rules, you know, just don't break them. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you know, you'll find a way to make it happen. Uh, And there's always someone that, that was faced with that challenge before you. And that's the thing. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to, to ask for assistance. Right. Somebody out there did it before you. Wow. I'm getting some I'm loving nuggets. it. You writing this down, lady? Because I, I didn't see a pen move or nothing, man. <laughs> I'm talking right now. Are you talking? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm taking this in. And Are then, you? Yeah, and you got his number so he can call <laughs> him. 
<laughs> he don't answer. You know, I got a, a inbox. What I'm, what I'm, what I'm, I'm getting myself together so I can shoot my shot. <laughs> <laughs> Len, um, we're going to close in a few, but I want to speak to you, you about, um, we're just going to grab people, uh, not grab people out of the air, right? John Singleton okay. is one of the guys that I used to try to copy. And okay. I, I used to try to do films. I'm with my uh, Canon camera, camcorder, cam, camera, right? I had a Canon XL. I shot a movie called The Record Store. It was a short film. And I was mimicking John Singleton. Do you have any memories of John Singleton? How, how, what did he mean to you? John Singleton was great. I mean... I'll tell you, I mean, I was a fan of John Singleton, I mean, since the beginning, like most people, when he did Boys in the Hood. I mean, Boys in the Hood was such a classic. It was just like, wow. If you look at what John Singleton did in the beginning of his career and the end of his career, it just shows you how great he was. Look at Snowfall, great series. Look at Boys in the Hood from the beginning, you know, great film. I mean, he met a lot to me uh, from the standpoint of we can we can tell stories about our hood, our neighborhood, you know, true stories about what happens in our backyard and get the masses to, to follow it and love it. You know, one of the things that I think a lot of us are afraid to do sometimes is to tell our own stories. John wasn't. And that's what made, you know, what made me a huge fan of his. He wasn't afraid to tell our stories. Wow. Right. I think our stories are the best stories. When you tell your own story, because can't nobody tell your story like you can. Exactly. You know, so that, that is the, that is the truth. It, you see, you see what my life is like. So I, I, I am definitely all for telling the story. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I know that you have it or had or, um, had a um, relationship with Tommy Ford. Um, his loss may, you know, I'm not going to say impact you um, or whatever, but what are your memories of Tommy, Tommy Ford? Wow. I mean, Tommy was, uh, was, was one of my best friends, and he was my business partner as well, too. Tommy and I you know, had a production company together. Now, Tommy... I mean, the, really, what I remember about Tommy is, you know, he was always like, man, let's get it done, like, no matter what. Uh, Tommy was that guy that that would call you at 8 in the morning, 7 in the morning sometimes, you know, or midnight. And it's like, what's up, dog? What are we doing tomorrow? You know, are we getting it done? You know, he's that guy that would send you five scripts. He was like, pick one. We're gonna do one of them, you know what I mean. So he was just—he was just that guy that that kept me motivated all the time, no matter you know what happened that day. It's—it was just—it was just his uh, his drive that uh, that inspired me, and you know everybody everybody loved Tommy, you know what I mean. He his spirit, um, everything about him was just fantastic, and for me. I, I tell everybody, I mean, if, if everybody had a personality and an attitude like Tommy, the world would be a better place. 
Um, I think about him every day. I mean, you know, he's one of my angels for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. He he did. I, I love Tommy for it. I just I love Tommy. He got no job. Yeah. I know that you Tommy, and Tommy never had a job. He's just an amazing dude, man. You know, Tommy, and obviously, you know that was that was Tommy's uh, running joke, right? But yeah. but Tommy will tell you his his job was being about his father's business, and mm. and he tell everybody, you know, be about your father's business, no matter what you do, that's what you have to do, you wow. know. So that that was that was his job, you know. <laughs> Whatever that may mean, you know. <laughs> so here y'all have Tommy had a job. You just didn't know about it. <laughs> Someone right here that knows Tommy Ford very well. Yes. His best friend Lynn Gibson. I had to save that one for last. Lynn, I love you to life, my brother, lady. Yes. What it is about? All right, so Lynn, this is the part where we just give you the stage, and you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. You know, you can give us some information, just empower the people. So the, the, right now, the stage is yours, so go for it. Shoot stage your yours, best man. shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I'll be simple. I'm not going to use this time to really talk about what I do, but I'll use this time to tell people, um, don't let your circumstance, you know, dictate your future. Uh, right now, we, you know, the world is still going through turmoil, dealing with, you know, this pandemic, right? Uh, people are losing jobs. We see what's happening in Texas. I mean, people are hurting all over the world. Yeah. But use this time to to create your future, to uh, to change, you know, your circumstance. And one of the things that I will say that we did as a company. We knew that we couldn't go out and, and shoot films, you know, like we, we could have, you know, the year before. Mm -hmm. But one thing we did have the opportunity to do is take completed films and distribute them around the world. And we did a few things. We actually created um, a channel, um, three channels, in fact. Um, so we created our own television network. But we also have distribution through various places, hence uh, the deal that we did with BET Plus with Prodigal. Um, I'm saying that to say, you know, this this time could really be a blessing for you and your family mm -hmm. if you sit down and, and create and don't let it, your circumstance dictate your future. Absolutely. So all I'll say to you is, you know, to everyone out there, um, you know, take this time and and, and take yourself and your career and your family to the next level. We love you. Wow. Oh, wow. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. My brother. Yes, my sir. My brother, my, my <laughs> brother that I got to inbox him in order for him to say hey. <laughs> now, I'm only kidding. This is a good man, a man of his word, yes, yes. a man of faith, mm -hmm. a good father, a good, a smart dude with this film industry. Y'all follow him at Lynn, L-I, oh, what is it? L-E-N -E underscore G-I-P-P -P on Instagram. This guy is an amazing, a smart yes, cat. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, the stage was Lynn's. And thank you, my brother. Brother, I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Thank you, Lynn. It's the world's famous, yeah, I said it again and again and again and again and again in my Mr. Magic's voice. 
Oh man, filming while being black series is coming to a closure. Next week we got Murder Pain. It's the guy that did these films, man. Y'all yeah, yeah, look him up, yeah, Murder yeah. Pain. Murder he did Pain. a few films called Plug Love. I mean, these are some street films now. Swag, we venture out, we do it all, we push everybody into their purpose. The stage is yours with Lynn Gibson. Lady, how you feeling, baby? great i feel great i feel like lynn gave us some he gave us some um tools he yeah. gave us some insight you know he gave us some empowerment he you know he just pushed us so for those who want to you know get into the the filmmaking and mm -hmm. and, and all of that who have a dream to do it you can you know follow him or reach out to us so that we can get you the information that you need um because i do know that there are a lot of people who are you know um trying to get into film and you know you see yeah. all of the videos and things that they're doing so um if that's a heart's desire then follow it and, and yeah. let's get it going let's get it going yeah yeah let's get it going so lady yes let's get to you real quick what was your word of the day my word for today was silence silence yes okay can you practice that right now oh. now i'm like <laughs> You was a rude somebody. <laughs> you was a rude somebody. What is somebody, about that? Yo, like, what, 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 what did, look, these words is really inspiring me. I'm not going to lie. I was about to text you and say, lady, you know you. I don't see no word. And so now I'm starting to look for it. And then as soon as I was saying it in my head, you popped up with it. And I said, okay, because I was about to get on her. She better say it. She better put it out there because I'm inspired by it. I love those those the words of the day. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you being quiet. <laughs> <laughs> they say silence is golden. Didn't you read the last part of it? The last part of it says that you should just be quiet. Let the Lord fight your battles. I'm going to let him fight this one because if I fight it, I'm going to go Medea in here. Hey, lady. <laughs> or Didi, one of them. <laughs> look, I didn't tell you. Don't say a word, Annie Mae. Don't say it. Like, I didn't go into my, my Ike Turner voice. Whatever, whatever. Like, I'm so, just saying. Listen, I don't want to hear no more of what you guys say. But listen, I, I thought of a question today. Right? What was the question? Mm -hmm. And I was going to ask you, but, you know, Lynn touched on it. So before we go, because we only got about 10 minutes. Listen, my question is to you. What is the one thing that you learned in the midst of COVID? We're still in the pandemic. We still have to be mindful of the things that we do, the places that we go, wear our mask and all of that. What is the one thing that you have learned in the midst of COVID? To, to, to do, to get into God's presence a little more and to really listen to his voice and to learn to get on my mark mm -hmm. and be consistent in getting on my mark daily. You know, every day is a race, right? Right, right. So I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to be reminding, reminding myself to get on the mark, get set, meaning prepare to allow God to humble you, mm -hmm. give him glory, just kind of submit yourself to him, find out your instructions for the day, and wait for his starter pistol. So each day I have to remind myself, through this pandemic, I had to learn, like, you know what, I got to find, to tap into my purpose, my mm -hmm. gift will drive me to my purpose. So right. I'm learning to be consistent with more with God through the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, if I knew friends. which button to push, I would, be, I would hit that button. That's that button right there, button. the yellow button. No, no, that's all right. Uh, go ahead and hit that button, Lady D. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I'm taking offerings. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, the one thing I learned, and it was about me. I mean, I've learned so many things in the midst of, of COVID and still learning. But one thing I learned um, was about me and that I am more um, creative than I thought. You know, and that's not to be that's not to be big headed. That's just saying that I was able to tap a little bit more into me. Um, I had no I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do do much. So right. I learned that I am more creative than I thought. Like there are a lot of things inside of me and I have to um, push them out. And I think a lot of things were um, stuck inside because I was fearful. So when I'm now, now I'm pushing outside of my box, people say, I see the new you, but it's not the, it was not, it's not a new me. It's the person that I was afraid to be. I'm, I was always that person. I was just afraid to be that person. So now um, I'm, you know, starting to come forward a little bit more. So right. that's where those words come from, you know? So those I are the words it. that I think about, you know, every day. And so God has just pushed me a little bit and, and, and I'm glad, I'm glad about it. So um, for our viewers and our listeners, um, think about some things in the midst of, of COVID. What, what have you learned about you or, you know, how are you um, challenged? Um, what have you learned about anything in the midst of COVID? But, you know, um, I do want to say to you guys, um, in the midst of COVID and in the midst of this, this time, you know, pray some more, pray, pray harder, you know, get into the presence of God and, and listen for instructions. Yeah. You know, we're in the midst of a pandemic, but God is still in control. You know, we're losing loved ones and we, yes. we're, you know, there are people that are suffering. So continue to pray yeah. um, and continue to trust God and know that in the midst of all of this, he is still God and he is still sovereign. He can still do all that we ask him to do. I like that lady. Thank Get you. into yourself a little more. Here you go. Find yourself. Yeah. And do not panic through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Although it's serious. Don't be careless. Right. Um, and just, just focus hard. I am a big advocate of activating your gift. Mm -hmm. And I know your gift is just a template that God. It's just a vehicle that God uses yeah. to get you to your purpose. Mm -hmm. Like I know, like like we joke around this, but I'm I'm just gonna bring it up. You go to a lot of schools, right? You, your dad jokes you, joke you, and say, you know, my girl, my daughter, she sure enough can take some classes. She can sure enough <laughs> go to a school. Uh, she's like the oldest freshman. <laughs> Because you are willing to learn, yeah, like your you your your gift to. is learning and gathering resources, right. and and just finding that information. And I think that's why God strategically put us together. Because I'm a type of person I'm not going to sit here all day and read something. Jada, don't listen to this, right? I still want you to lead, read, be more like your mama, right? But when it comes to go getting, right? I, that's why I know God put us together mm -hmm. because I know that you will read and get the information. I'm going to make <laughs> sure it's out there. Yeah. I put this podcast out there because I know that it's a perfect vehicle to transport our calling, our gifts and our purpose to the destination, which is in the living room of people that we need to bring the new hope and new beginning to. Right. Any more shout outs, lady? No, shout Anybody out to came in? That's, that's here. Um, we see Tender T. Hey, What's we up, see Tender, Tender T. T and my cousin Kim. Thank y'all so much. Al Cole's still here. Pie's still here. Yes. Ronald Williams is still here. Um, Kaba, Kiba Jackson is still here. That's fam fam. Look, hey. everybody, we thank y'all for joining the Swag in the Morning, um, the podcast. We got a lot of great things coming up. Um, 
and March is going to be March crazy madness where March we're talking madness. my oh money, my, my credit, my value. That's it. That's and it. when we bring this to this level, we got um, Isha, um, Aisha Hall yes. that was on um, BT Plus. American gangster trap queen. Yeah, please go, please go watch it before we interview her because I'm telling y'all this one, y'all gotta go see it, and um, so that y'all can have questions and stuff. This girl right here, I'm, I'm just telling you, when you see what she has gone through and where she's at now, you're gonna know that we serve a God that is absolutely amazing. So you know, go ahead and watch that, go and watch then it. get back with us and roll with us in March. March Madness. March is gonna Madness be, is gonna be crazy. Yeah, and then um. Uh, Al Coles, he said he wanted to do a rematch with Holyfield uh -huh. on um, Talking Sports Entertainment. <laughs> yeah, here we go again. <laughs> because Al had the technical difficulties, he said, I need to do a rematch. Because he knows a lot, him and Holyfield been vibing. Actually, I had the pleasure to get in some of, some of his inspirational morning quotes. Okay. Um, so, yeah, not you. Um, so you can get all the glasses you want, Lady D. He might have thought I was talking to you. He was talking to you because he said, who's this? Two times. I was like, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It is time for us to be out of here. So y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day, morning, night, whatever it is, whatever time you're watching. Just enjoy yourselves. Yes. Yeah, please. Stay tuned next week when we got Murder Pain. Murder Pain. Plug love and all of that. Hope y'all enjoyed y'all Valentine's Day. And we out of here.